and welcome, fellow lighting nerds and friends, to another episode of The Light Files, the lighting industry's podcast, powered by the Lighting Showroom Association and hosted by me, Lisa Bartlett. It's a pleasure to join you again this week. I had some really fun um, interactions with a few uh, showroom friends of mine following last week's episode about uh, what can you, you know, get rid of in your business. <laughs> and so many people, not so many, but a few showroom uh, owner friends of mine contacted me and they were like, we're getting rid of a bunch of displays um, <laughs> and similar. Uh, and I'm doing the same in my own business. So I thought it was funny, a good uh, maybe note of uh, changing things up in our industry and about how, you know, product availability has definitely impacted uh, just showroom displays. And um, as that frees up, I think we're going to see a bunch of new displays going up or as product that was ordered in like June of last year or January actually arrive. Um we're going to see a lot of freshening up inside the showrooms across uh, North America. And that's super exciting. And I'm glad that everyone is trying to keep their showrooms fresh and elevated and relevant. And uh, I just know that's super important as a retailer that you um, always have that look and feel that is of the moment. So I'm so happy to see that People are letting go of the old and bringing in the new. So um, that's super awesome. So don't forget uh, on that note to share about the light files with a fellow industry friend or colleague or employee, um, anybody who might find these episodes uh, interesting or useful or enlightening. Um, it's super important that we keep these conversations going, that you join the conversation. Um, I always love hearing from y'all, talking to y'all. It's, uh, it's really great for all of us and reminds us all that we're not alone in our everyday jobs, um, that there's somebody out there going through something probably pretty similar to you, and that can be a great resource on how to move forward. So I personally have had just a really interesting uh, week <laughs> in my job, and I'm going to focus on one thing that was like a near miss for my business this week, um, but I've had it written down as a topic for the podcast for a while. And in a big picture, the topic is, the light file this week is, how do you fire or reprimand a customer? So we all know the customer is always right. And we all know that the rest of that sentence is the customer is always right up until a point. <laughs> and then there's a point that's reached <laughs> in which the customer pivots to being just wrong. <laughs> wrong in whatever they're saying or doing or wrong as a partner for your business. Um, and that's a really unpleasant place to be as a business owner to get to a point where the customer has turned wrong and you have to either try to reset the relationship or just say, I've tried resetting this so many times and that's not working, so we're just going to have to part ways. And when this happens over something that's really straightforward, like paying of bills, Though the the firing, I'm doing air quotes, you can't see, the firing a customer when they haven't been paying their bills in a timely fashion, like that's actually the easiest case scenario. 
and is probably the most common reason of why you would terminate a relationship with a customer. And that's like just so straightforward. Why are you doing this? Well, you're not paying your bills. (laughs) Um, It can also lead down a rabbit hole of, Uh, I promise I'm going to pay it, or they bring some things up to date, but then they fall back into the same pattern. So it's not always, uh, well, maybe it's the easiest thing to point to and be like, well, you're not paying your bills. That's why we have a problem. Um, It's not always the easiest thing to to get out of. Like It can just sometimes be a cycle. So, So that's a thing. But past that, there's lots of other ways that customers can become detrimental to your business that are significantly harder to deal with. And I'm going to talk about a few of those reasons, and I don't know that I have any brilliant idea on how to address these things, but I would so love for the showroom, anybody that has customers, showrooms have customers, sales agents have customers, manufacturers have customers. We all have customers. We all face these challenges. If anyone has just, yeah, I had to fire a customer, but I didn't want to damage the relationship permanently, and this is what I did, and it really worked. I think that kind of sharing of information is super helpful. So please come at me <laughs> and tell me what happened in your experience and what worked and didn't work um, because it can be really great. Because, I mean, you can think of all the ways. Like I've witnessed the firing of a customer in a very fiery manner, get the heck out. <laughs> and <laughs> um, that works. <laughs> it's just not maybe plan A that like burns the bridge. And sometimes I think it's almost more like you need to take a break from a customer and see if things can be reset. And if they can, it's wonderful. And if they can't, you know, you move on. But it's so scary to think about having a break of any kind with a customer, especially one that you've worked with for a long time or has been so valued. Like it can be really hard to even just stand up for your business and be like, this isn't working for us uh, because you don't want to hurt the relationship. It's terrifying. I promise. Um, And anyone who's been through it totally knows the feeling. So one of the other big things other than not paying the bills in my mind of why you might break a relationship with a customer is um, if they don't value or respect your time and service that you're providing, like if it just becomes you have to do this and do it now for every single thing, there's no allowance or understanding of uh, other things that might be going on or other urgent issues or whatever. If there's no give and take, I think is what it boils down to. Um, Cause I know for me and my business and as a customer, I super appreciate somebody who will drop everything to help me. I also can appreciate that that's not always possible a hundred percent of the time. And when somebody can just be upfront with me, like I got your issue, I'm on it. FYI, I have this other thing I have to get to, and then you're next on my list. I'm also totally good with that, and I think most people are, but when you get to a point with a customer where they just cannot understand the bigger picture, it can definitely be time to go. 
Um, another one is pretty obvious in my little list. Um, and this has happened (laughs) a client that's like verbally abusive to you or members or your staff. Like that one's a pretty easy one, almost like the bill pay thing. Like if somebody is creating a toxic environment in your work, in your workspace and for your team. Yeah. It's pretty easy to be like, yeah, this isn't working. (laughs) And I just can't have you speaking to members of my staff like that. And I have found an and I think most other retailers will uh, probably concur with this. If you do have a customer that becomes abusive in this manner, generally speaking, if you call them on it and tell them it's not acceptable, they pretty quickly back down and turn into much nicer customers. So in some ways, that's actually the best kind of bad customer to have because oftentimes when people are coming at you that hard, if you just firmly come back to them and say, that's not okay. They oftentimes will be like, yeah, okay. (laughs) And then you can get to a point where you can have a civil conversation. It, um, it's just been a week of things for me this past week. I, you know, everyone in the showroom business can probably relate to that or even sales agents. Like sometimes it gets pretty ho-hum doldrums. And then all of a sudden you have these weeks where it's like fireworks everywhere. Um, you know, I've had customers this week just having the most crazy comments on little issues with their lights that really aren't a big deal, but I just think there's just so much pent-up anxiety and tension in the world right now. I think I read a poll on the internet today saying that, you know, because of the world at large, um, Americans are feeling even more stressed and pressure, like even than we were feeling under COVID. And I totally get that, but it has totally made everyone have a very short fuse about things that are important. Y'all know, I'll talk about it on this all the time. I have drunk the Kool-Aid on having great light fixtures and fans and switches. But um, if one isn't working for a couple days while it's under warranty, it's gonna be okay. <laughs> but not everyone can understand that, which kind of leads me to the next thing I have jotted down about uh, bad customers. It's like the ones that want things that just cannot happen, or they want things that can happen like overnighting product, but they don't want to foot the bill for the thing that they want to happen. Like they want you to make something appear overnight at no cost to them. Things like that, just on a repeated basis. Now, as I'm running through some of these things, I will absolutely say there is definitely a line here. Like there are absolutely things I will do for great customers at my own business expense because I value that relationship and it's important to me to keep things positive and flowing. But when it becomes the expectation that my business always has to suffer so that someone else's you know, product or work output can thrive, um, that's when things become way tricky. (laughs) You know, like we're happy to do what we need to and go above and beyond to a certain point. And that's great. But then there has to be some recognition of like, okay, but I'm really at my limit of of the, the, the extra that I can do for you because now we're crossing this line into you being my customer, like literally costing me money as opposed to, um, 
adding to it. You're you're taking away from my bottom line and not adding to it. And and that's not really the place we want to be in as business people. So I guess that kind of like flowed into my next point on reasons you might let go of a customer. And it's because they cost you more money than they make you. And this can definitely be a fluid thing. Like sometimes um, I will intentionally uh, lose money on something. And I think this is a common business practice. So it's not like I'm telling y'all things you don't already know. But like when you're when the game is quoting jobs and bidding jobs and trying to gain new customers, like especially when you're in that honeymoon phase of trying to court a customer and get things going with them, you will absolutely take things at a much lower margin than you would after the relationship is built in self-sustaining. Like the calculation becomes a little different, but um, yeah, that's, <laughs> and that's part of what can be frustrating as a business owner is because I'm not the only business owner willing to do that. The business owner down the street is also willing to do that. And so that's when things can become a little bit challenging and, and, and frustrating. And I'll probably complain about that on a future episode. I'm just kidding, but <laughs> it can, it's uh, this dance you do with your customers to gain their business and keep it can be so um, intricate and challenging. And while I personally love it and I love our customers and I love working with them and I actually really get a lot of satisfaction of when my head hits the pillow at night knowing that I gave it my all for my customers and did everything I could to make them happy and successful at whatever they're doing. And it gives me a lot of satisfaction. And I think that a lot of us feel that way as small business owners, um, that we have added to somebody's life rather than detracted. And that gives us a lot of satisfaction and enjoyment and makes you feel pretty good about what you do every single day. And if you get to make a little money along the way, all the better. (laughs) You know, that's what we're trying to do. Make a little money have a little tax shelter maybe, <laughs> but, but you know, we, there's a, a bigger picture, but when you can know that you've added enjoyment to someone's life through your professional work output, it really makes so much difference. And when you have a customer that you feel like everything you do is not good enough, doesn't meet the mark, doesn't meet the standards, it can be just, um, demoralizing to you, to your staff, to the delivery team, like whoever it is. Like if, if my delivery person is always going to these job sites and all they do is complain about their employer, like it can just be so demoralizing. And those situations of like toxic customers are certainly ones that I think you have to evaluate and see like, what can I do? Or am I overreacting? So that's kind of a thing that I have a lot of, uh, I go back and forth a lot in my brain over. Like some of y'all that are listening to this, whom I know and love, are so just, this is it, it's done, it's good. I, by my nature, am a second guesser. (laughs) 
(laughs) I am always wanting to double check, to rethink. I want to make sure I've got it right. It's the perfectionist in me, right? Like I'd rather do nothing than go out and make a mistake because mistakes drive me bananas. And I make plenty of them without even trying. (laughs) So if I can prevent a mistake just by taking an extra minute to think something over, I'm absolutely going to try to do that. But some of y'all are so good at just being like, this is, this is what it is done and dusted, put to bed and moving on to the next thing. And I'm not that I'm much more of a ruminator and overthinker. So it's always important. I think in whatever your capacity is for making these kinds of decisions that you have a good like gut check about it that you either know you tend to be emotionally overreactive and I can't make a decision on this for another day or two, or you know yourself well enough to know like, yep, this is it. It's the end of the line for me moving on. And so, and just like checking yourself before you proceed with either having a hard conversation with a customer or saying we need to part ways because there's so much implication here, right? It's not just like, I need to talk to you about this thing that didn't go right. They're not an employee. They're not, um, it's just a whole different dynamic. And I know for most of us, we would rather work out the issues in our relationships with our customers rather than just abandon them completely. So it can mean um, it's it's very stressful <laughs> and it can take a lot of thought and consideration before you proceed. But like everything I find, if you can communicate or if you can be like, okay, this isn't uh, how we're going to do this anymore, but here's what I'd like to do proceeding, you know, in, in the future, I think that can be really great. And um, it can really lead to taking a, a customer or a client relationship from one that isn't serving your business to one that is with just a little bit of doing that difficult work of, you know, checking your reactions, making sure you understand the situation and addressing them in like a calm, positive way. It can be really useful to have these difficult conversations. And I have to say, in my own experience, very recently, I did have to have a few difficult conversations, and I'm sure they're going to be ongoing. But we were actually able to reach really great accord and understanding just by talking some of these issues out. Like sometimes you've been working with someone for so long, you don't actually realize what's going on behind the four walls of their business and how maybe you aren't helping as much as you think you are. And you can just reset your own a vendor client relationship and and be like oh well if we just make these few tweaks this could work way better for you and it turns out it works better for me too and that's wonderful so i always think of course it's worth trying to save a relationship rather than just you know we're done but my bigger point here is don't be afraid in a situation that has become pretty untenable to have those difficult conversations. Because I think for the most part, people will be pretty understanding. And as long as you're not going to like leave somebody with a job half done or break a contract 
or, you know, like just really put them in a bad spot. I think people generally are pretty understanding of you saying, hey, this isn't working for me. Here's the black and white reasons why. Not um, what's the right way to say. Here's the objective reasons why, not my subjective reasons why. And have a conversation over those things. And I think you'd be surprised more often than not how frequently you can actually come to a compromise that not only works for you, but for the client. But I just have to say, I think there's a lot of value in not being so trepidatious about having these conversations. So I know I have spoken frequently as a customer to my manufacturer partners about things I need, things that work for me, things that don't. Um, And I value as the customer when that manufacturer has a really clear communication back with me about, okay, well, here's why I can do X, Y, Z and why I cannot do A, B, C. And I go, oh, okay, well, it turns out I don't really need X. So if I drop X, can you give me A? And, you know, you can have a dialogue that really makes the whole partnership work better for you. And as someone in a business, a distributorship that also has customers, I think we could all be really surprised at how great our customers will really be for us. Uh, especially if they've been long-term, long-standing customers, if we're just a little more clear about what's what's easy for us to provide for them, like what can we always do for you and things that are a little bit more challenging, I think it becomes so fearful because you want to say, I promise you the moon and the sun and the stars because I don't want you to look anywhere else for any other person to buy lighting from. I just want you to be laser focused on me because I'm going to do absolutely everything for you. And I'm not saying you should open up with like, well, I can't deliver on Tuesdays or whatever. Like, I don't mean that. I just mean when you get to a point with a customer, I do think it's okay to be like, um, you know, this unexpected thing has happened. I can't deliver. I know we always deliver to you on Thursdays, but I can't do it until Friday. And here's why. Like, I just don't think we need to be so fearful of being open and honest with these people Uh, that are our customers that are the lifeblood of our business and just having clear communication with them. I just obviously (laughs) think that so much in this world really comes back to just being able to speak clearly, effectively, um, and have a, you know, understanding that not everything runs perfect all the time and we're all just doing our best and, you know, just try to be respectful of everyone's time and their needs. And it can just make everything go so much better when you just always have that in the forefront of your mind. Um, I heard something recently that is real. It's my new mantra in life. And it said, the statement was, it was on another podcast. I'll fess up. It said, in the great multiple choice of life, both and is usually the answer more often than neither nor or either or. So both and in so many situations is always true (laughs) way more often than nope, neither of the above. And I just think if we all kind of move through life with this understanding that 
that both and is usually going on. Like it's not A or B. It's usually some combination of A and B. I think when you look at the world through those eyes, it can be a much easier place to navigate and make some of these relationships easier to understand and deal with. Just my two cents. I don't know if that made a bunch of sense, but anyway, here we are. (laughs) Thank you all so much for listening. I always appreciate it. I always love your feedback. Thank you for sharing this podcast. Thank you for giving some thought to the things we discuss here and reaching back out to me with uh, this happened with the client. They were toxic. I had to let them go. They came back. I let them go. I never looked back and it hasn't hurt my business at all. I think all of these things are useful to share with one another and I can't wait to hear your stories. So thank you so much for listening. Take care and I'll talk to you next time.